I'm Anna Webb. Welcome to A Dog's Life. up, we're on our way down to St Paul's. That's where the very first Portable Pets Are Always Welcome is taking place. We're hosting the event. Come on, let's get down there. Nikki Tibbles, what a delight. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Very so good. Nice, so nice to be here. It really is. And we've got the weather and everything. Oh, you know. And the dogs. And the dogs. So they make it every time. <laughs> Lovely Billy in the corner. <laughs> yes, he's uh, the master of our sound effects, actually. Genius. <laughs> but Genius. Nikki, you're uh, the founder of the Wild at Heart Foundation. Yes. And you're one of the four judges today. I am, yes. How are you feeling right now? Oh my God, it's been amazing the amount of entries that Gabby has secured for Paul House for this amazing festival so it's been so hard to, to choose um, so we've narrowed all the judges have narrowed down their categories um, I had the happiest hound to judge which was beyond crazy and then there's all the guilt sets in about oh my god no that one's really funny but anyway uh, am I nervous? No, I'm excited. I'm Good. excited to see the dogs in real life. I yes. know. Well, same the here. The categories are incredible. Yes. I wasn't allowed to judge the best rescue. No, but I think Could that have been was a good. bit biased. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, uh, Gabby, the organisers, obviously yes. really thought about this and chosen the judges specifically to offer their, you know, their skill sets, um, perhaps their experience as well. So Joseph Sinclair being a you know, photographer, yes. judging from photographs, that's also yeah. an interesting concept that prior to lockdown would never have happened. No, that's true. You know. That's true. Um, so. And, and also interesting, I mean, the, the with our rehoming, the better the photographs of the dogs, the, the quicker they get home. So yes, I mean that's interesting. But it was seeing all these dogs by photograph and being able to feel their personality was wonderful. So it'll be a real treat to meet them all today. Yes, it really will. Well, Nikki, I'll see you in there. I'm hosting. Yes, I know. So um, you know, let the best dog win. Yeah, but the, the stakes are high, Nikki. <laughs> They are high, I know, but it's amazing thank you to Gabby and all her team at uh, Poor House for making this happen and for raising money for Foundation and for Street Vet, which two incredible charities. They so, are indeed. Yes. And cheers to you, Nikki, for thank being you. an ambassador for the rescue. Yes. And it's fabulous. And thank you for your support. Yes, and Nikki, the next series of your podcast um, is coming soon, yes. right? Yes, dog bless you. Dog yes. bless you. I know, I can't wait. It's very exciting. We've got some amazing guests coming on the new podcast. So it'll be wonderful. Fantastic. Well, I'm subscribed. <laughs> Good, thank you. <laughs> Jen Bereze, it's so lovely to meet you in real life. At last. The last time we were together, we were doing a webinar for Jasmine's Law as the second reading of that new bill. That's right, back at the end of February. Yes, gosh, how time flies. And now we're in the foothills of St. Paul's Cathedral at Paulsnival. And it's a little warmer. <laughs> so Jen, tell us why you're here. 
I've come down to celebrate Paul because Gabby and Paul House has been a real support to the Heads for Tails campaign that we've just launched. And what's all that about? That's all about making it easier for landlords and tenants um, for people when they want to rent with pets. That's so important, isn't it, you know, because we don't like discriminatory landlords and it's limiting so many people from the joys of pet ownership. It's a very big problem at the moment. Since last summer, the demand for pet-friendly rentals has gone up by 120%, but only 7% of landlords actively market their properties as pet-friendly. It's, uh, it's a sum that doesn't, doesn't add up anymore and something needs to change. So what is the long-term aim of your campaign? Who are you targeting it at? We're targeting it at landlords and tenants because they both stand to benefit from it. Um, we're wanting to give the landlord the ability to protect their property more from potential damage caused by pets and we want to make it easier for tenants with pets to find rental accommodation. So we're looking to just try and get a small amendment through to the Tenant Fees Act to enable landlords to specify pet damage insurance must be held or take a fixed capped pet deposit. It all sounds really sensible, you know, and... Uh, it's frighteningly sensible. It's frighteningly <laughs> sensible, frighteningly simple, and really relevant to be here today at Paulsteville, standing for, of course, pets are always, always welcome. welcome. Alistair Mullins, oh, so lovely to meet you. How's it going at Paulsteville? Brilliant, I'm having a wonderful day. I brought Sula up today with me who's uh, my Fox Red Labrador, and we're having a brilliant day. Thank you very much. It's oh. lovely to be here. Oh, it is. And you're the key sponsor. This is Virtus. And the whole concept of pets are always welcome. That resonates with uh, uh, the Virtus group. Tell us why. So um, we have um, three residential buildings in East London, and one of our buildings, 8 Ward Street, is completely pet friendly. Um, and that was really important for us because I think you go around London and a lot of uh, sort of apartments and places to rent aren't pet friendly they don't want pets at all and I think this has been the way for a long time and it was absolutely key for us to make sure that our um, our apartments were you know in 8 Wall Street were pet friendly and would accept would accept any pet and we um, we've got anything from you know dogs cats to a tortoise living in the building so it's really exciting <laughs> I love it that you've got a tortoise no it's fantastic but you know this um, it's 174 apartments I understand in the block you know and you're really flying against um, discriminatory landlords and no pet clauses yeah I mean for us the, the building suited it as well, 174 apartments, but we've got on the ground floor wonderful amenity space where the dogs can go and roam in the bar while their owners have a coffee. We've got dog treats and cat treats out around the, around, around the building and actually on the 14th floor, so it's a low-rise building, which is quite nice. Again, pet owners, they don't want the dogs spending the whole time up and down the lift. Um, they, they, they can use the top floor, the 14th floor, which is given over fully to a roof terrace, to go up and sort of let their dogs, you know, loose around there and have a bit of exercise in a in a safe environment. And then also in Canary Wharf itself, in Wood Wharf where the building is based, um, there's, there's about seven acres of parks and, and, and uh, walkways and gardens and stuff. So it's really easy to step out the front door and go and find somewhere nice to exercise your dog. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Well, I always like to call Canary Wharf, Canary Woof. <laughs> <laughs> but tell us about Sula. I mean, I love fox red Labradors. Um, is she a working type? Uh, she is a working type. We've not done, we've not sort of trained her up fully yet to, to, to work, but she's, um, she actually, we bought her from some friends of ours who had a litter um, at the beginning of lockdown. So it was really nice, actually. I've got three young children 
and um, we, we've considered getting a dog and my wife was slightly holding off. Um, I think having three kids and a dog was a bit uh, worrying for her. But um, Sula is now about 18 months old. She arrived to us in May last year uh, and she's been absolutely brilliant. And I must say a real great distraction through lockdown. It was so nice not to, you know, to, to be able to get up in the morning, let her out, um, take her a little walk, and for the kids to play with her in the garden. You know, the weather was amazing in that first lockdown uh, in 2020, and it was just, yeah, it was it was brilliant. So, 18 months old, fox red. I, I just love the fox red. She's um, a bit individual, you know. She's but she's also very, very energetic for a Labrador. Well, yes, and, and she's got that lovely slender frame that gives her away as being the working type. But, you know, I've got to say, Alistair, she's really calm, her tail's wagging. She's, she's really enjoying herself, and I love her purple garland. Mr Binks, who's the co-host, obviously, of the <laughs> podcast, he's uh, sporting um, a nice yellow... He looks a bit like a daffodil, actually. Um, but I love these garlands all the dogs are wearing. Um, so what have you got planned? Um, at um, Eight Water Street so, for the future dog-friendly events. So we actually had our first dog-friendly event literally a couple of weeks ago, which is well attended on the roof terrace, and uh, there were goodies and takeaways and all, all that sort of stuff. But actually, what what we like to do with our residents and especially our pet residents is ask them what they want to do. I think it's really important. You know, we can't we can't think of think of everything, and therefore, actually, those with pets probably come up with the best ideas. I think what's lovely in that building is, you know, our concierge team are completely bought into the pets as well. Quite often, you see, you know, photos of um, the, uh, the, the the pet residents sat on the concierge chair, typing away <laughs> on the keyboard and fun things like that. So, it's yeah, it's for me, it's all about the whole team uh, sort of working and looking after all of our our residents, both human and pet. And I think. Uh, you know, occasionally they'll, hold, you know, look after someone's pet if they go out to grab a, grab a quick bite to eat and things like that. So it's just, um, and I think what we're looking to do in the building, um, we've got a retail unit at the ground floor. We're now looking for a retailer to open up a sort of pet parlour there and sort of dog walking service. So um, if we can do that, I think it really adds to what we have in the building already and make it even more convenient for those with pets to, to, to live with us. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, we know through lockdown the impact pets had on our mental health. Um, was that one of your drivers to, you know, create this pet-friendly uh, apartment block, Alistair? We love some woofing. <laughs> woofing is great. Good girl. Um, it, yeah, absolutely. I think I found even getting Sula in, in lockdown, yeah. and I think I said to my wife, it's just the calming influence that dogs have on you. When you sat there in the evening and they come and curl up next mm. to you or curl up, curl up your feet, it's just that, that lovely influence they have. And I think it, yeah, it is really important for people's mental health. And I think people living alone as well, if, if they are living on their own, to have a pet is somebody else to talk to. It sounds a bit strange, but we all talk to our pets. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, Alistair, I, you're talking to me. <laughs> and I think, yeah, it's just, it's great. They, they're great. They're a calming influence and it's nice, nice to have them around, isn't it? Yeah, no, it really, really is. And the other thing that's interesting and why I think you're so pioneering is that the biggest growth area in pet ownership is the millennial demographic. So apparently 35% of all of the pandemic puppies were bought by that age group, yeah. which I, I would imagine that's your key rental market. Yeah, as you're, you're right, a lot of millennials are living in rental, rental buildings um, and rental properties. So 
absolutely, and I think we had envisaged with this building that we were going to have a few much more sort of settled and older couples with dogs and cats and things like that. But you're right, we've seen a lot more millennials moving in with us, whereby you know they've they've recently got a dog and they need to find somewhere that they can rent that is pet friendly, and luckily we're, we're able to offer that. It's fantastic, Alistair. Well, I can't wait to have a chat with you later. We're um, going to be doing the grand finale, which is obviously extremely exciting Indeed. for Paul So, uh, listen, I hope you and Sula have a great rest of the afternoon. Thank you very much. Lovely to speak to you. What an honour. Thanks for coming over to our podcast area. How's I love it, it going? Really good. I love this festival, Anna. Isn't this brilliant? It's fantastic, isn't it? They should do this every month. I know. Pets are always welcome. That's I know. the motto. I know. I love it. And Billy's having a great time. He's had some beef chews, met lots of other doggies, and Mr. Binks is here. And they love each other. They Binks love each other. Love Billy, each other. the BBs. They love each other, the BBs. We love that. <laughs> hey, now listen, it was yeah. only a couple of weeks ago that I saw you in a different persona, Colette. Yes. You were Janice Joplin. I was in a play. Yes, it's a play called uh, Tomorrow May Be My Last. And uh, it's about her, her life story, uh, her, her exciting but turbulent life. And it's a play driven by music, so it's a live band, so it's all her greatest hits as well. But she tells this story of how she grew up and how difficult it was. And, oh, this is nice. Oh, how calming. Oh, That's gosh. good for the dogs. Now, what is oh, this? Got, is this? What this is, is this um, tune? Um, it's, oh, you know, yeah, what is that it? one. Oh, it's um, that one anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but you're oh. judging today. I'm judging You've today. You've got yeah. one of the enviable, or maybe not so. Oh, I like to give all the dogs 10, 10 out of 10. I'll be terrible. I mean, every dog's a that's winner, right, I'm, for being that's here. That's what I mean. I can't, I don't know how to judge dogs because. I think we have to go on the stories. And which I'm reading out yeah, verbatim, yeah. word for word, as the entries appeared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what's happening. And, yeah. um, you know, the, let the best it's good dog we're win. Both judges, aren't we? Well, I'm not judging. Billy, I'm, oh, you're not, oh, you're not no, judging. No, I'm just hosting. You're hosting. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Sorry. Billy! Here he is. Sorry, Anna, he keeps running off. No. Um, of course, you're hosting it. I'm hosting. With the mostess. Uh, well, we try, we try. Ooh, and the other judges are? Nikki Tibbles Nikki of the World. Nikki Tibbles, And yeah. then Jade uh, Stat, no, she's the vet on call. Yeah. Awan Golding, who is yeah. the milliner to the royals. Yes, fantastic. And the photographer, Joseph Sinclair. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. Well, we should, um, it's going to be very difficult judging all these gorgeous dogs. That's the only problem. Well, let the best dog win, Colette. It's a £10,000 prize. It's amazing. It's I amazing. know, so the stakes are high. Yeah, the stakes are high, so we've really got to... Yeah, we, we've got to... Yeah, I guess we, we have to be serious about this. Very as, serious. In, as in, I can't just give every dog 10 marks. <laughs> Maybe 10. go for a few sevens. Yes, yeah, I go for a few sevens. <laughs> oh, and all those but that's great. So how did you become involved in this today? Me? Yeah. Well, I've known Gabby for a long time, yeah. and um, so we've been helping to build the Pets Are Always Welcome yeah. message, and we spoke in Parliament um, about Jasmine's law together, yeah. the yeah. law to end nasty, discriminatory yeah. uh, landlords and yeah. their no-pet clauses. So this amazing? is an extension of all of this. So, isn't that amazing? And here we are today in one of the most dog-friendly restaurants in London, The yeah. Happenstance. It's a Drake yeah. and Morgan venue. They've got over 40 venues venues nationwide yeah. that are all dog and they friendly. Just, well, they just welcome dogs. Yeah. I love that idea, making everyone, because that is a real problem. I mean, the people have become homeless because they've not been able to 
home there dogs I know. to say it was serious, you know. And dogs are amazing for, as you know, um, Billy's my support dog, he literally emotionally supports me, so. <laughs> Not no. today though, Billy, with all the barking. <laughs> Thank you, Colette. Listen, I'll see you in the main arena. Love you, love I'll you. See you there. Thank you. Aurelie Four, I haven't seen you in so long. How is everything going? Oh, well, things are very busy now, which I'm really excited about. Um, preparing to travel again and, um, and having to capture a lot of uh, memories and a lot of events again. So yeah, good. And you're here today as the official photographer, right? That is correct, yes. Very wow. excited about this. Yeah, so tell us, don't give away any, don't give away any trade secrets, but what is the, the key to getting um, a really good photo of your dog? Oh, I'm always more than happy to give a few tips. And um, I think one of them, the main one for me, um, which is really hard with my corgi, is getting down to their level. <laughs> so I end up on my knees quite a lot. Being down to their level, um, trying to get a connection with them, which is by encouraging them to look at you and at the camera is a great one as well. So you can do that with treats or, or with a toy. Um, getting them used to it as well is important. I think another very important thing is just capturing them being them um, and just having fun. So yeah. So there's going to be lots of dogs to capture today. Yes. <laughs> You're going to be busy, busy. And loads of fun, yes. <laughs> so I know you, you own a very famous corgi mm -hmm. called uh, Marcel, right. who I've had the honour to meet actually in radio studios and all sorts. Um, is he at home resting today? He is correct. So he's um, the, other, the other third of the trio is working today, so he couldn't bring Marcel over. So yes, he's resting at home. He's had a long walk this morning and he's resting and he's going to get another walk when I get, go back. Fantastic. And is your plan to just focus on dog photography in the future or any photography? So I actually, my main thing and what I love to capture is memories in general and families and weddings but particularly. Um, and because of Marcel and because of my experience with dog, which came with Marcel, I'm now going to be focusing on doing lifestyle photography and wedding photography for people who love dogs. So um, I've already booked a few weddings next year where dogs are going to be involved with the wedding, which is really exciting. Oh, I love that when dogs are the ring yes. bearers. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, oh, well, Aurelie, here's your super event yes. and we'll catch you later. Yeah. <laughs> manager at World Art Foundation. So we're just get, um, selling some merchandise. This lovely lady here, so she's getting two of our t-shirts, the Pause and Reflect and our Dog Only Knows t-shirts um, that all the proceeds go towards supporting the charity. Um, it's an amazing event here at Pause where people get to actually see our shirts and jumpers and stuff and actually buy some things. So that's what we're working on at the moment. Johnny Nagler. Hello Anna, how are you? Hello Bixie. Really good, all the better for seeing you. I haven't seen you for, gosh, since before lockdown. It must be since before then. And, and it's great to be here because you know I love St Paul's Cathedral. Such a beautiful place and what a nice place to have a load of dogs running around. Really is, really it's fantastic. is. Fantastic. So it's pets are always welcome, that's the message. It's right. something that's pretty close to your heart. Well basically if they don't let my dog in, I don't go. <laughs> There's always somewhere else to go, isn't there, that wants our money. That's it, Johnny. You always do say it as it is. Exactly. But what have you been up to um, while you've been here? I've been hiding, <laughs> basically. But um, we've been doing a few things for pets as therapy, and we're going. We were at uh, Dogstable earlier in the year, which was very nice. It was a, almost a test case for post-COVID, and then we're going to go and do the dog fest shows as well. 
And, um, but it's lovely to be here with all these, you know, Gabby's done an amazing job at Porcival getting everybody together. And uh, it's been a great year, funnily enough, for dogs and animals with the way the government have managed to get all these new bills through Parliament. Really interesting. I mean, it was only uh, day before yesterday they've announced the pet abduction exactly. legislation. Which so is completely correct. You'd think they'd have other priorities, and this would be maybe not at the top, you know, top of their list, but how amazing that it is at the top of their list, or it's certainly got through. And that's down to the work of everybody that's you know, got an interest in dogs. People like Gabby running, you know, Porcival for her schemes and things and all the work that you do. Oh, uh, you Johnny, know, that's, but we, we fly the flag, don't we, for the English yeah, Toy Terrier? That we definitely do. And they're this a British year. vulnerable breed. Yep. And you've got your Milo with you, yep. who's a distant relative of uh, Mr. B. Well, they all are. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you think there were two and a half million puppies bought and purchased and owned in this country this year during lockdown, of which only 75. That's less. There are less English toy terriers bred in the entire world than there are tigers. Yeah, extraordinary. As, you know, and yet they just get overlooked for fashion, you know, fashion type dogs. All dogs are lovely, but I wish the powers that be, let's mention no names, would do a little bit more to promote all our vulnerable breeds, which is what I'm absolutely passionate about. Oh, here, here, Johnny. Let's do a podcast together and really wax lyrical about the vulnerable absolutely. breeds. Absolutely, really and soon. I know I, 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 I post on Instagram and get, you know, follow them and try and get everyone together under one banner, and I can rustle up quite a few, you know, different breeds locally to us that I come across and let's let's do that absolutely fantastic Johnny well enjoy the rest of your day see you later I will do see you bye Joseph Sinclair hi how, how amazing are you? to meet you and you too so good to be here oh Joseph because you're um one of the judges today yes so are you yeah. getting a bit nervous I am a bit I don't, oh, the thing with me is I'm like I just I'm just gonna give everyone a 10 because I don't want anyone to not win I'm a bit like I'm gonna be yeah I think it's gonna be hard because all the dogs just are amazing, so it's kind of a bit like, oh, I don't want to like, you know. I think I think they are all winners, which is not the point, obviously. But um, yeah, I just I feel bad. I think it's a mark. very tough call, you know. It is, yeah. But you're interesting in terms of being on the judging panel at, because you are a photographer. Yes, yeah, yeah. And of course, um, the competition was all about entering a photograph. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of your dog, and yeah, and that's why it was a lot easier to do it, kind of without the dogs being here. So when it's, you know, that you don't have that uh, personal attachment, yeah. obviously it does have another dimension to it now. Yes. And you actually see the dogs up close because I'm, yes. I'm a huge dog lover. Um, so I felt, you know, I love photographing animals as well. We always try and incorporate dogs and uh, all different animals into the shoots with, um, you know, with, with celebrities and actors and people that I shoot. You've so. got an enviable following, haven't you, I believe, from um, Elton John um, to loads of people. Well, I just, yeah, I mean, I've, I've done a lot of um, collaborate. Well, I collaborate a lot with the RSPCA as well. And um, we've done a few projects where we've, we've, we've shot celebrities. We did a project uh, last year, which was all... Um, we basically had celebrities who were ambassadors and also people that I knew. Uh, actors that I'd worked with, and we incorporated the rescue animals into the shoot. So we shot Peter Egan with like, some horses, Jesse Barden with a rescue dog playing the piano while she was sitting on it. You know, ra uh, just stuff like that, which I love. So it's really great to incorporate animals into into my work yeah. because they're just they're always good. That's why I've always got Stu with me. 
It's always good to have a dog on set. It's like, you know, the best well, thing. It's a really good icebreaker as well. Well, it really is. And, you know, I love, I love Stewie. Tell us a Stewie, bit more about Stewie. He's under the table. He's all right. He's, What's he's, he up he's, to? He, he ate an entire bowl of um, dog food as soon as he arrived. Did he? Did Straight he? to the buffet. But, but you're honestly right. I mean, on a, uh, on a shoot that isn't dog related, yeah. to have a dog just in the room will relax yeah. people. It's scientifically proven. Yeah, but I love 100%. the work that you do with the RSPCA. My dad was um, the secretary of the Shropshire branch of the RSPCA when I was growing up I was very young and that's where it all began oh, really great. for me yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I love the organization you know but um, yeah so it, it is animals they, they, they give us so much don't they Joseph they do yeah so Stewie yeah. so is Stewie a Shizu mix no he's a Yorkie Poo everyone he? gets his breed wrong because he has a different haircut all the time Sometimes he looks a bit like a Shih Tzu. Sometimes he looks like a Boston Terrier, I think it was. Someone thought, maybe I've got that wrong. You got that wrong. I don't wrong. think he looks like a Boston Terrier. <laughs> no, he doesn't he? look like a Boston Terrier. <laughs> it was some, something but I mean, like he that. He looks like himself, but yeah, I think that's he the does. important thing. He doesn't thing. look like a poodle or a Yorkie, that's the thing. So he's kind of like How the unique old is breed. He? He's going to be eight in December. Is he? Gosh. So, yeah. So he's, he's like the connection, how I got involved with the RSPCA, actually working with them, just through going to events and things. We did a, a TV show with him when he was a part of a documentary about him growing up which is really cool. So we had some really great footage of that. But yeah, like you were saying before, on, when you're photographing um, people, I read this somewhere as well, but you know, you could have somebody who's very nervous or someone who's very difficult. Say you're shooting, you could be shooting a politician, for example. Yeah. And then it could be very stoic and very, you know, as these things are very formal, the dog will jump on the politician's lap and disarm them. And, it, and, and, and they just become a different, they become themselves, you know, it's, it's sort of, I think that's what's really important about dogs. They change people's personality because you suddenly, I don't know, the first person I ever photographed him with was, was Danny Dyer, like years ago, the first time. And we had the shoot and he just walked on the set and then peed on the middle of the set. And everyone, he was only part, he was like 12 weeks old. But they just laugh and it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's sort of thing that it just, it takes people's mind. And they, I think they can sense when people are nervous because they tend to like, gravitate towards and they'll sit with people knowing that they need to be calmed down a bit you know I think that's that's an important thing so. yeah because I always say you know dogs make us human you know yeah. they are man's exactly that's exactly it and, yeah and, and perhaps they bring out the truth in people yeah from a photography completely, completely yeah they do because it's kind of, yeah like you said they do distract from what's going on which is which can be quite an uncomfortable position for some people not people like oh everyone likes being photographed yeah yeah but as soon as the dog comes in it suddenly becomes they they forget like you said it, it, it makes you think less about yourself and more about them and i've always found him almost quite, even people that don't like dogs by the end of the shoot have had pictures taken with him they're, like, they're not they don't like dogs but they fear them they're like, oh, I'm not comfortable around dogs but he's fine you know He's, he's cracking, absolutely so he's, love him. Know, um, social butterfly, you're, aren't you, Obviously, sure, Joseph, eh? you are a top-class pet parent. And, <laughs> you know, of course, the whole event today, right, yes. is about pets are always yeah. welcome, which you're championing. Oh, yeah, 100%, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, the, the, if my dog isn't can't come, I'm not going type thing. You know? Yay. So, and, you know, now every, there's a lot of places that are more welcoming to dogs and stuff. Um, how it should be because you know they are yeah and you know, in the last eight years that's really changed yeah. and fast actually yeah. so um, I, I think, think businesses are realising you know you're missing out on a, you're missing a trick really because if you I can know. take the dog to the pub you'll go to the pub rather than well, sit at home I always say you that know. in terms times of crisis the hound pound is a sure economy yes. to invest in yeah 100% yeah so I'm, I'm Lindsay Udlow I'm here at Portable today and I'm the lead therapy dog handler at Southampton Children's Hospital and Quinn, one of our therapy dogs, our golden retrievers, is uh, in the final for the best dressed dog. He was dressed as a pirate for the picture. 
these four, uh, while they are our family pets, they're also uh, trained and qualified uh, animal-assisted intervention dogs. Um, so yeah, they, all four of them work at the Southampton Children's Hospital. They do all sorts of work from uh, helping kids who are terrified of having surgery, make the journey downstairs to the operating room, all the way up to uh, helping uh, people in comas sort of get a response from them by bringing in the dogs and having that unique experience. So they do this massive range of work um, and they're, they're really uh, I think a, a valuable asset to, to some, people, some people's um, rehabilitation in the hospital. Gosh, Mr Binks, look at this, a bevy of pugs. Shall we call them Pugalicious Pugs? So introduce yourselves, please. We have a bevy of pugs. So this is Little Lil Pug. Little Lil Pug. And this is Barry the Puggy. So Barry the Puggy, he's, he's the major influencer, is that right? Um, I think he likes to think so. <laughs> <laughs> what about Little Lily? Are they good friends? Do they all get on? Yeah, they've known each other quite a while, haven't they? All the, all the pugs. Lily and Lulu obviously live together. They're cousins biologically. Um, and yeah, they've known Barry for years, haven't, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much through Instagram as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, through Instagram. <laughs> so, uh, so what is it about the pug? What, what, what makes you love the pug? Oh, do you know what? I've had dogs ever since I was like growing up, but he is not like a dog. He's like a small human. Like, I don't have any children. He is my baby. Um, and I think, yeah, I'd always have pugs now for their character and their personality. They're really known, aren't they, as being um, pugacious, aren't they? are very animated. Yeah. Quite animated. Yeah, the same as us, basically. We don't have kids. These are our kids. They're our life. But they are like humans. They literally are. They're, it took you like 10 years for me to get a dog, didn't it? And now you wouldn't be and without one. And now I wouldn't one. be without yeah. a pug. So. <laughs> so, yeah. But they're ancient breeds that were revered, weren't they, by the Chinese emperors. So they're one of the oldest breeds of dogs um, as well. So yeah, I, lap, lap dogs, basically, yeah. to sit on emperor's laps. Yes. And uh, when we're at home, that's pretty much what they do. Yeah. <laughs> Once you have a pug, you're never alone. You won't do anything on your own ever again. <laughs> and, and what's their favourite thing to do, would you say? <laughs> Eat and sleep. <laughs> that is all, yeah, that is what he likes to do most. Um, but actually, he does enjoy like these types of events, um, seeing other dogs and... It's something different to like their usual walk, but yeah, generally he likes eating and sleeping. That's his favourite hobby. <laughs> Lily and Lulu are quite, they love to chill out, but if we go out for a nice walk, they will go for it, like they'll run around like crazy, and they love zooming around together, don't they? Yes. They're absolutely gorgeous. I love their faces. I love them. I love, I love these. I love the fawns because their black markings really bring out their little features. And um, I've got to admit, you know, they do have a very strong personalities. Um, how are they, how's their health with their breathing? There, are, there is a lot of bad breeding because they become quite popular. But if you do it right and you go to the right person... My husband has asthma. People say about pugs breathing, but I tell you for a fact, he breathes worse than the dogs. <laughs> so, but yeah, unfortunately, as with any breed, when they become popular, they get there's a lot of bad breeding because people get greedy and do it for the wrong reasons. Oh yeah, and we've seen a lot of that in the last unfortunately, 18 months. Yeah, we, we spent a lot of time looking for our breeder when we first got Lily, and actually that's why we waited basically nearly two years to get Lulu. 
to, so we had the same breeder because we knew that they know all their health checks and they know the full family all the way through the generations and, and that basically but unfortunately yes like with poplar peat breeds they get popular and then unfortunately there's bad breeding yes but you've done you've done the best you can do and it's really great because you're flying the flag for responsible breeding and we love that so thank you and i hope you've had fun today at Porstable. have the pugs enjoyed Porstable? yes every minute of it Especially yeah. the cappuccinos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, cheers to that. <laughs> Hayley Miller from Pause and Restore. How's it been going down at Porcival for you? Oh, it's been amazing. It really has. It's so great to see all these people and the dogs. Yeah, and I know. So have you been helping people learn about some massage? I've just been telling people, you know, some pointers of how um, they can help their dogs in the home. Um, just little tips, like lots of people, they have hard flooring. Dogs can't get traction on hard flooring because they work on, walk on their digits and they slip. So people really need to be aware of this and put mats and runners down. Um, and the dogs will gravitate to it because they feel more secure walking on the mats, rugs and runners than they do on the hard flooring. Yeah, because I suppose over time, slipping and sliding, it causes, causes tiny, so many tiny microscopic little tweaks to the conformation. Absolutely. They get what we call uh, minor traumas and those start out not to affect them, but what happens is it uh, repeats and repeats and causes strains in the muscles, and then you get this strain, heel, strain, repetitive cycle, and it just forms scar tissue, which again Ooh. makes it less, uh, gives them less flexibility because scar tissue doesn't have any uh, flexibility in it, it's quite hard. Yeah, no, it's true. Very good top tip then. Yes. So if you've got slippy floors, top advice, get runners and mats and yes. make sure they're secure. Oh yes, you have to make sure they're secure, otherwise <laughs> it'll be, you know, like a sledge on the uh, yeah. on the snow, on a mountainside or something, yes. Oh, well thank you for catching up with us and your uh, firm's called? Pause and Restore Clinical Canine Massage. Thanks Hayley, see you later. Okay, lovely, see you later on. Yeah, hey, so we're ready now, just waiting for all the people to come in. Getting a bit nervous about hosting, but it's going to be fine. This is the festival where pets are always welcome. So I'm Anna Webb, I'm the host for the grand finale today and I must admit it really is a massive honour. Without further ado, let's crack on and bring in our first category which is Best Dressed Dog. <laughs> Four tens, fourteen. So now we've got, yeah, we've got a tie. We're 
So the three tiebreaker winners are going to come back into the main arena. And Alistair Mullins, who is the CEO of This Is Virtus, will be presenting the prize, which will be divided between the three dogs and their owners. So give round of applause, please. Well done to the judges, really hard one to judge today. Um, but the three winners are, and they've all decided to share the prize, which I think is the fairest result, is the Golden Oldie, the Remarkable Rescue, and the, the Lockdown Legend. So if you could welcome all the winners. I'm just so delighted to have everybody here today. Um, this event has taken a year's planning, as you know, you've, you've, you've worked with us, and a year's really hard work with um, lots and lots of people behind the scenes. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to start thanking everybody involved or I'd be here all day. Um, I would like to say a particular thank you to Virtus for sponsoring um, the event and to Drake and Morgan for saving the day because this was not our, our, our first venue so and um, we're, we're really really delighted to be here and obviously to you and our judges our wonderful judges and I think we have more than a tiebreaker so we have a little bit of a, a dilemma on our hands <laughs> gosh yes I wonder what would happen on Strictly I think on Strictly they probably have to go before the judges again well then do another dance gosh well, you never know. Well, today we, we have made the decision that if there were a tiebreaker, um, we would give the, the winners um, the opportunity to split the prize or go in front of the judges again. So um, we feel that's the fairest way and it, it takes the onus off us. It's up to them. So um, that's possibly what's going to happen now. Gosh, I'm so glad I'm hosting and not judging. Gosh, well that really was a bit of a whirlwind in the main arena, but uh, I'm so pleased to be here with Joe and Rudy, who Hello. won the Remarkable Rescue category, and then went on to be one of the three final winners, Joe. How are you feeling? I feel amazing. I feel absolutely brilliant. I wasn't coming here expecting anything, to be honest with you. He's not the most beautiful dog in the world in the most objective light. He doesn't fit pedigree standards, and he's not someone that you'd expect an award to be given to. So to sit here, knowing that he's been accepted by the judges and along with two other very, very special dogs feels amazing. I've spoken to so many people today since the festival opened and they're all dog lovers and so few of them know the history and what's going on right now in Ireland and China and Spain and dog racing in general as well as the meat trade. It's very few people that know about it and I don't want to bring a downer on the festival but I'd love talking about Rudy because it's actually a really positive story of what these people are doing. And when I originally went to adopt, I will be honest, it was adopting a greyhound, yes, but it wasn't necessarily from the meat trade. And it was actually Kerry from the Greyhounds Trust who said to me, look, if you really don't care about what they look like, because that's what I said to her, I don't care about black dog, brown dog, grey dog, blue, whatever, it doesn't matter to me. She said, I can put you in touch with candy cane. The dogs are different, they come from China, and they have different backgrounds, but it's really important that you, you understand that before you go into it. And the first time I walked Rudy, and this will sound very cliche and crass, but genuinely I knew when I looked at him that he was the dog for me and he has been and I think everyone will agree that's met him today the most gentle and kind dog that I've ever known. 
Teresa. Gosh, it's so good to see you again. It seems like a thousand years. It has been. It probably has been nearly, hasn't it? Well, it has. I yeah. think it has. <laughs> well, certainly two, anyway. <laughs> well, it has indeed. But what a day, yeah, you know. Yeah, um, unbelievable. It's been you know, brilliant. Winner um, in the, the seven finalists, because there were three winners. Yes. Um, turn up for the books there. But obviously, you scooped the golden oldie. Yeah category yes. to be here today with Belina. Tell us quickly about Belina and what she means to you. Um, she's absolutely my, I mean, she's my most special, well, she's my, my girl, my special dog. Um, she's a rescue dog from Brazil. She's a street rescue and um, she's nearly 15. Um, so she'll be 15 in January. And she, I rescued her when, when she was a few months old and she was abandoned on a, on a, on a, in a favela where I was volunteering and she, you know, she was malnourished, her hair was falling out, one eye was infected and stuck together and she put her paw out at me as I walked by and it broke my heart. So the next day she was still there and I said, you know, does this dog belong to anyone? Of course it didn't. So I picked her up and I took her home and I put her in my bag and I took her home. And um, she's been my, I mean, I didn't think about what kind of dog she was. I didn't think about how big she was going to be. I didn't think about any of that. I mean, but she's been my most faithful companion and loyal companion. Um, and it just, I'm so chuffed that she won today or was part of the winning team, I should say, or winning group, um, because, you know, everyone, everyone, I guess everyone loves the, you know, the fluffy ones or the, the breeds and everything. So it's just amazing that this little rescue dog, a street dog from Brazil, got recognised. And so for me, that's really super special. So. I've always loved Belina, though. Yeah. You know, I remember when we went on a boating trip yeah. that you were kind enough to invite me and my Bull Terrier yes. Prudence along on. Prudence. <laughs> Bless her. She's never been on a boat before. And we went up the Regent's Canal. Yes. Didn't yes. We? It was such a lovely time. Yeah. But Belina's ears are just extraordinary. Is this common in the dogs of Brazil to have horizontal ears? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it is. And into, funnily enough, I didn't notice that there was anything, you know, unusual about them until I brought her back to England and people started commenting on her ears. And then I sort of looked at her and I thought, well, they're right. They just stick out. They just stick out at the side. And she gets um, likened to Yoda, who I didn't know who Yoda was. I had to Google Yoda, but then I saw the resemblance. <laughs> Bless her. Um, but no, I think in, in Brazil, they're a mix the street dogs are a mix of everything i think i just got lucky with a really unique looking special dog you know bless her and today you've really enjoyed yes. you know celebrating that yes you know and i just wish you you know the best for the rest of your journey together oh, you. Teresa, and um with someone who is extremely special yes thank you she is amazingly special and i hope She's still with me for, for quite some time to come. Let's so. hope so. Yeah. And let's keep the dog vine going yes. too, Teresa. Yes, yes absolutely. We'll, we will. We're 100% will. So thank you. So, Adam and Dexter, how lovely to see you. Lovely how do you, you feel for yeah. being one of the joint winners? Elated. Yeah, it was uh, unexpected. And um, yeah, I just know that my my wife would be proud of Dexter. And um, yeah, just we're both... We're always so proud of him anyway, and just to, to, to share the top prize is just fantastic. It's brilliant. And how are you feeling about that, sharing the prize? Oh, it was a no-brainer. Like they, they, they came out and said, there's a three-way tie. And my reaction was, if it's good enough for the Olympics, it's good enough for us, because of the two high jumpers who shared the gold medal. That's right. Yeah, so I said, that's, that's, that, that was my vote. I said, I think we should do that, but I'm not going to... You know, I'm not going to talk down anyone else's idea, and then everyone else was like, "Yeah, let's share the prize," because it was such a lovely day, and such a, a really nice community already being built just here, and all the dogs are so, so well behaved, and it's just I think that's that's sort of uh, mirrors the whole the entire feeling of the day really, it just the kind of sharing 
the joy of dogs and the joy of the prize money. But yeah, the, the, the joy of the dogs and, and everything, yeah. Hey Gabby, it's great to see you. What a busy day it's been so far. I know, it's been absolutely amazing. I'm, I'm quite overwhelmed with my first festival um, and just um, really, really happy that it looks like everybody's had a great day. Um, having all of the categories were very, very tough to judge, um, but having, you know, having, having a tiebreaker and having three people split the prize really for me just kind of sums up what Postival and, and what the dog community is, 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 is all about. The fact that there were, you know, no questions and, and, and in fact one of the winners is, is going to be donating some of their prize to charity. So it's, it's just been fantastic. Um, and I will sleep well tonight. <laughs> Isn't that great? Well, I think everyone, as far as I can see, has had a marvellous time. And um, we've enjoyed it, haven't we, Mike, my patient producer? I have. I loved it. Thank you, Gabby, and here's to next year. Oh, great. Thanks, Anna. Thanks, Mike, and thanks to everybody who joined us today. Pets are always welcome. Indeed. Hey, Mr. Binks, what did you think of your first post of all? I know that judging was very emotional and I'm so glad we were hosting, not judging, as it was very hard to decide with those seven fantastic finalists. But what fun everybody's had today and it's been a delight to see all these happy faces and happy hounds. What's that, Mr Binks? Oh yes, it is time for Woof of the Week. Every dog has his day. And it's wonderful to have seen seven dogs all celebrate together, all in aid of two amazing charities, the Wild at Heart Foundation and Street Vet. <coughs> I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, please rate and review the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks to everyone who's joined in this episode. Thanks also to Mike Hansen from Pod People Productions. You can find out more about him at Pod People UK. For more about me, I'm at Anna Webb Dogs. What's that, Mr. Binks? Oh yes, we will be back in your feed next Sunday. So why don't you subscribe now and you'll never miss another show.